to the sixth episode of the Together Alone podcast, the one with Zana Bleno. I would like to uh, do a little bit of housekeeping to begin with today, my introduction. I've been listening to podcasts, uh, those podcasts that really kind of inspire. Mm, do they inspire me? I mean, sure, they inspire me, but... Mm, that's not the direction that I wanted to go in. I was listening to podcasts and and that 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 I find satisfying. And I was thinking to myself, what is it that I find satisfying? What do these people do that I think is satisfying? What are their strategies? And can I um, emanate some of those strategies and embody them myself when I make my podcast so that I can bring satisfaction to other people? Now, one thing that I could recognize is that what was giving me satisfaction was often dialogue. It was two people talking to each other and enjoying each other's company. And I realized, oh, of course, I'm sitting, I'm sitting alone in this tiny room of my apartment, my living room, which is actually not tiny at all, but... I guess the experience of every place changes after you spend seven and a half weeks in there. Um, it, it can actually also feel much larger than it is. Anyway, that's besides the point. What is the point is that ah, when I'm by myself recording these things in my living room, all alone, it's just, I'm, I'm in a really good place, let's say, where I can get so self, I can get self-conscious very easily. I'm in a good place to get self-conscious. I'm in a good place from which to get self-conscious. I'm in a good place to get self-conscious. And to start measuring according to that voice of self-consciousness, you might regret this. You should edit that. You don't want to stumble upon words um, and use the wrong word. Or you don't want to mispronounce words. Or you don't want to, you don't want to kind of leave in the recording a sense, you know, all these things. And it's just, it's a perfect, like, working with self-consciousness is just, I realized, I mean, good morning, America, I realized is, a, it's just a perfect way to kind of walk yourself into misery and into actual, um, you know, you, 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 you can easily make yourself, I can easily make myself believe that I'm doing crap, um, so what I'm testing today is taking one long take, not doing editing and leaving everything in there and seeing how that makes me feel, you know, for scientific purposes so I can measure it out um, and see. Um, so that's that. Ah, which reminds me of the fact that I haven't heard a lot about what you people listening to this podcast think about this podcast, which I have to say is not the worst thing in terms of, you know, me having done only six episodes, uh, definitely like, you know, there's plenty of things for me to work on just for myself, confidence of making this 
of um, finding a way of making it that suits me. So there's like plenty of things for me to um, learn by doing, which I'm doing. But I also realized um, maybe a part of this self-consciousness is also that I actually haven't heard so much. So I don't really know if what's happening here is, you know, making any difference. And the other thing that I don't know if, I don't know if I like this noise gate. So there's this option that, that there is this recording option that mutes the microphone whenever you're not talking, which kind of is supposed to make the recording a little bit cleaner, especially regarding outside noises and since I'm not in a soundproof space ever I thought like maybe that's nice but then sometimes when I hear these recordings that you hear this like strange bits of sounds and maybe that's even more distracting just saying something to pay attention to for me oh maybe now I made you self-conscious now you're gonna hear it and just be super annoyed sorry <laughs> I'm really sorry that was not my intention uh, but anyway, you know, put intention in brackets and let's, let's, let's postpone that conversation to another time. Could be a long one. The other thing with feedbacking is that lest we forget that these devices we are using are, uh, you know, governed by alg algorithms that, um, need attention. Starring the podcast if you like it, sharing it with your friends, but really mostly starring so that we can it, it would be really helpful to give us to give us a comment or um or um or a star or a like whatever on the whatever service you're using so that we could um show up in searches more more um steadily, more reliably when people are searching for dance related, choreography related content. You know, I'm not fishing for compliments. I am asking you to make an make an evaluation. Consider this um, material you're engaging with. If you think it's valuable, give us a shout out um, in the proper place and help us. Um, make something here i suppose i mean you know because one thing that i'm thinking about is that this is an opportunity for every artist that i talk to to also be heard in a way that maybe they they don't get an opportunity to be maybe they get to be heard in a way that um they don't get an opportunity to too frequently that sentence doesn't make complete sense but bear with me because so much of how we present artists and artists' works in the media is goal-oriented, is achievement-oriented, and is not um, really talking to artists about the nitty-gritty of their experience and, and about those exciting moments where um, they're not only lost, but actually finding ways to... Uh, be found again you know um 
And I feel like this podcast really wants to address those questions that I find so exciting and really wants to nerd out on on this uh, in the field of creativity and 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 the podcasts and the conversations want to get lost so that we could be found again and I think I talked about it enough already with that every episode I have to go blah 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 <laughs> um but okay you know who can blame me it's really a passion <laughs> um um and I think it's also a strategy because and this is one thing that I wanted to mention uh at the beginning of this episode you know in a in a couple of places uh, especially on social media but also in private conversations this question of um what's going to happen with the world through this crisis um and how are we going to like when is it going to end and and how is what is the world going to be like when we are on the other side and I've been studying my BMC and and really thinking about this proposal premise uh, principle um, that defines the central nervous system or the nervous system, I guess, in general, um, according to its uh, capacity to record, organize, and store. And it being a system that records, organizes, and stores, whenever it recreates, it, it works with the information that is already available to it. Experiencing and importing new information comes from the cellular level. That's how I understand it. I'm not, I should be saying I'm studying, and these are my interpretations of, of the principles, the anatomical principles. Um, um, that I'm learning through the practice of BMC, body-mind centering. Um, cellular consciousness then is, and, and the level of the cell, I should say, the level of the cell is where um, the, the, you know, the material of our bodies are actually engaging with the materials of the world. And that's where, quote-unquote, experience, or if we should say, new experience not yet experienced that's where it's happening at that level the information that is that is processed cellularly then trickles down and is picked up by nerve endings and that information is then um, processed by incoming sensorial nerve pathways neural pathways and then you know, uh, it's it's being it's being imported into the central nervous system, but without so so okay, that's that. The premise, the thing that I'm interested in is the fact that imagining, if we think of imagining as the capacity of the nervous system, imagining the future then has to come from what the nervous system has already picked up, the experiences that it that the experiences that it has already had. So then when I'm thinking about that principle in terms of the crisis that we are going through, I think, you know, if we start imagining the future now, when we are just beginning the process of dealing with this crisis, I mean, seven weeks in terms of world history is just like zero time. Um, 
if we start imagining quote unquote the future now we are we are bound to reproduce the future that we that was our past that is our past we're bound to reproduce the future that is our past um alternatively then the proposal would be to experience the living life out of what is going on and the proposal is to then collect you know upload that incoming stimuli organize and store the incoming stimuli and and let the future happen as the byproduct of feeling sensing processing what is actually happening i think that's possibly a way in which we could eventually arrive at a future that is not already our past um which I think also a lot of people are doing. When I look around my community, I see so many people who are actively observing, processing, calibrating, reorganizing, and doing some majestic work. And I think their strength is in the fact that they don't yet know what is going. So that's not a weakness, that's a strength, I think. So there you go. If, I don't know, what am I saying? If you're feeling lost, observe the fuck out of your, out of your lostness. Observe it, I would say. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm just maybe oversaturated. Um, and, and this is a space for me to pro process these, these thoughts. Um, and I like thinking and I like sharing thoughts. So there you go. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, it's a pleasure, truly, honestly, to share this. Um, you see, it's about this time that I start feeling, um, I start stumbling upon my, uh, I start stumbling over my own thoughts because that some of the, the incoming stimuli is self-consciousness and it's, it wants me to go back and erase and to change what I said and to, um, it wants to represent this voice that says, shut the fuck up, nobody cares, you're being annoying, uh, don't be a preacher. Um, ah, so let me tell you this then, in, close, in closing. I'm, I'm working on, on a text. Um, what do they call this text? Um, um, I called it, oh, uh, oops. Notes for, in brackets, my students so notes for students uh with my possessive pro possessive um pronoun what am i saying that right um in brackets because you don't own your students so anyway and you should not own your students and you should not be taking credit of the work that your students have figured out but let's not go let's not get into that just now um however when i say my students i also i i noticed this oh, crap i'm i've noticed this um um uh, 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 not a conundrum but um um 
conflict? No, no, no. It's not a conflict. Wait. Contradiction. I've noticed this contradiction that I, I, I like saying my students and then I get angry with myself because they are not my students and I insist on that. But then I realized, oh, there is something in how I was, in my history, uh, especially coming from the Balkans, peeps, uh, this, this, especially mine is, is sometimes, not always, it's a very possessive thing, but sometimes it's an expression of tenderness. And I have experienced it being an expression of tenderness. Um, and I think probably many people have when they say, you know, this is my person. Um, often it's not about when, when really about tenderness and really about deep emotions of gratitude and love. I think when we say my, we don't say you are mine. We actually say mine because we want to be associated with these people because we admire them. And that's when I say my students actually want to be associated with these amazing, stunning, sensational human beings because I admire them so much and I'm so honored to be in their presence and to be a part of their process. But again, contradiction, not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is that I'm writing this text, notes to my students. Um, and one of the points that I'm making is never take a piece of information for granted. Every piece of information is a reference. And I guess this is maybe in some great, in, in greatest of worlds, it's a, it's, it's, it's a great academic strategy, tracing references to their source. And then uh, it's a great, like adding complexity through critical thinking is not just coming to the source and saying that's the source, but coming through the source with a critical eye. And working through the lineage with a critical eye and, and understanding at what point did, in the development of this paradigm, did this, did this thing you were observing reflect what kind of value? And then from there you branch out into different histories of values at different points in time in different places. So as I'm saying all these things, take everything with a pinch of salt. That's what I'm saying. Um, you're welcome and don't trust me. <laughs> or I don't know, trust me. Get inspired, then go off and do your fucking research. Okay, so that's great. Sana Blenov is a person I admire very much. Um, I met Sana through Lisa, Lisa Rader, and Lisa and I studied together. And Lisa had her birthday last week. Happy birthday, Lisa. Um, and yeah, we met, I think we met when we were like in our early twenties and did we meet in Brussels, Sana? I don't really know anymore. Did we meet in Stockholm? Maybe we met in Stockholm. Uh, I tend to like mix up all my, all my narratives and all my timelines. So anyway, I also best as I usually do, let, let the people speak. Um, and be introduced, as Manon Saint-Can says, uh, lead by example. I don't like introducing my guests. I like their example to introduce them instead of me being the one doing the introduction. Without further ado, folks, 
Thanks for listening. Here's Sana Blenov. One of the lines of inquiry that I wanted to that I wanted to tap in with you um, that I'm currently exploring is um, oh, what makes blue, green from blue. So my one of the questions is like metaphoric questions um, is um, how do you decide green from blue when you're in a creative process and. I feel like that that question, like if I if I'm drawing or if I'm writing or if I'm dancing, uh, it it kind of manifests a little bit differently. But what's like underlying this inquiry is that it's like the the, the question of like how do I recognize that something that I made is actually matching a sensation that I have or or a desire that I have that I want to uh, make real or material or um yeah so how's that for a start well you know <laughs> um, mm. i think i think it's a hardcore start yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i think maybe I need to listen in a bit more what you mm. think about when you think about these things. Okay. What's going through your, in order to tap in. Yeah. Um, okay. So one, I've been, I've been centering my recent writing around the, the word expression. Um, and I narrowed, like I came to expression from, um, like different, different, different directions, and I and I kind of recognize it as um, as that word that I know very well. Uh, being a dancer, especially, I've heard it used a lot. I've seen it in writing a lot, and I've I actually have no idea what it means. Mm -hmm. And and especially these days, and especially in in a little bit more like traditional environments or or conventional environments of of art making, dance making, um, I see it used more. Um, and because it's so um, because it's defined so vaguely, I saw that it's. Um, that it that that it actually installs power. It stalls orders of power. Mm. And usually, I see I see that if a person in seniority uses this word, um, they can bestow it on somebody. They can say like, "Oh, um, I can really see that you're expressing yourself," mm. and that's like a really good quality. And suddenly, like I mm. I have power, and I and I but with this power, I elevate somebody maybe from a group which in dance happens a lot mm. and I saw another word talent also like oh you are so talented um, another word that means absolutely nothing but can can do so much but to suspend this question of power because that's not where I would like to go first oh, yeah <laughs> um, um, 
I did when then when I when I uh, I work a lot with with people between the age of like 18, 19, and 22, 3, mm-hmm. BA level um, of dance education. And I realized that when in an, when I see a word like expression in an educational and educational environment, I see that it's often used to it's used as if it communicates things, but actually it only um, kind of disseminates confusion. Mm. Um, and so I started thinking like, but what does it actually mean? Like if we talk about expression in dancing, if we say as artists, we want to express stuff, what does that actually mean? And how do, let's say, if I'm talking as a dancer, how do I, how do I make, sh- how do I know that what I'm dancing, that the movement of my arm is actually matching the thing that I want expressed? Mm. Um, especially in dancing when whatever I want, or maybe this is more like my artistic preference or interest, uh, working with improvisation and working with not knowing, like at the edge of the known. I feel like often even that question of what I want is actually kind of like vague. I don't know what I want, but I'm still chasing something. So then I was, I realized like, oh, so now I only have like my sensation, some kind of drive that I can't explain. And this thing of expressing that I also can't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, like you start unpacking, uh, moving and you realize like, oh, but well, you know, there, there is a thing of like, if, if, if the sensation is of a particular kind and it's, you know, is it rough? And I started playing with words. I was like, oh, is it rough or is it tough? Oh, okay. There's a difference. So maybe it's more tough than rough, you know, mm. um, maybe it's more on the green side rather than the blue side. And drawing really helped because I could actually use colors and realize like, oh, this pigment sucks like it's kind of <laughs> on the right way it's kind of going somewhere and it's and i i rate when i when i see it i recognize it but actually it's not the right pigment um and so i started looking at dancing and i was like oh that's you know i see that i'm i see like i see myself move and i see something in my limbs is kind of matching a sense that i know that i was chasing but my spine is way too stiff. Like this spine is not from the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that thing of like studying expressions got me to this place of, of um, thinking about matching. How does something from the universe of sensation match with something from the universe of muscular tone? And eventually matches with something from the universe of what you can see and recognize, maybe a symbolic value. Maybe if my face gets all, all scrunchy, maybe it kind of resonates with disgust, with the word or feeling or a symbol of disgust. And maybe that's what I want, like to match those layers. Mm. Um, and so I felt like, oh, would that would that kind of um begin to tell the story of what expression actually is it's actually matching something from the abs well abstract like from the magical space of sensation mm-hmm. um to something from the not maybe so magical but also potentially magical space of symbolism and symbolic value 
where a lot of communication kind of referentially exists. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's where I'm kind of at with myself and like swimming through these, um, these seas of, of, or fields of um, um, experience. And I'm like reading a little bit about embodiment and, you know, the science of the brain and the, and the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. And then there's a little bit like, oh, on the other spectrum, gender, queer theory and social symbol symbolism theory, history of art, blah, 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 communication. Mm -hmm. um, but then I realized like, wait a minute, I also have friends who are making stuff. How did they decide that something is mm. what they want to be? And what are their kind of like compass, what, what compasses do they use and what, what maps do they use and what interests do they have with all this? And, um, and also like what is even important because um, I realized like for some people, authorship is really important. So it kind of influences how you organize about what you want. And for other people, oh no, it's the process that's important. So they kind of organize around how they do stuff. Mm. Um, but I feel like all these things, like, for, especially in dancing, I feel like there's a lot of like either or, either or, um, either like be virtuosic and look very good or like go into experiment and feel very much. Yeah. Like, oh, that doesn't make sense to me either because it's like both are also always at stake yeah so that's how's that for yeah well it's interesting because like damn i haven't been in this in this part of my thinker for a long time it feels like uh i just i just i mean it's not even just as yeah it's like a month ago i opened an exhibition in helsinki with miko yeah. And it got shut down because of the COVID-19. And we were so much into this, actually. Like, <laughs> but, And then it was as if this, uh, the cancellation and me coming home earlier kind of just like pulled the plug somehow. And mm. I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to, I've been building a bed. I've been organizing, I've been isolating the door between me and my room is like, I've been like handy, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, when you say all these things, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, I also sometimes think about this. Uh, how do I think? <laughs> so it's, I think it's difficult to, mm. I feel it's difficult to jump into now, but now it's, it's good that you, you were ranting a bit because like, okay, hmm, let's see. Um, and I think it's, it's funny because I, I don't know if I ever, if I ever, hmm, or do I? You said something about, I thought, I thought about translation uh, because I wondered like, is it important that they're matching then the expression that you feel that you want to express and then how it's read from the outside? Mm -hmm. mm, if one can be so square. Yeah. Because I think for me, it always depends on what I'm working on. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like recent, uh, example with Miko, we had a very we had very few days actually to get going, um, but it was clear what we were doing. We were having this like we, we recorded our so we were I don't know how we were working really like trying to look at it like we had some tasks like okay record your dreams like um, on your phone when you wake up what do you remember speak in the first pers person present and try to 
not uh, mention names and stuff, but it's like very, very like, uh, yeah, describing your dreams and just recording them to, to keep them as some kind of material to be used for later, but we don't know how, but there's something here, like, okay, we do this a little bit, like, and then uh, coming to Helsinki, and he had been already starting, started working on some stick figures and I was like oh, like, like basically like like hmm like you do one thing and something pops up and you latch onto it and it's like aha and there's something here like wait a minute it's a sticks like okay uh-huh something with the root like just uh, going from jumping hmm, or not jumping actually like maybe just navigating through okay I'm doing like this thing popped up here I don't really know what it is I'm gonna go to it and see what happens when I go into this and then ah damn I'm just not making sense but <laughs> uh, may I ask a question yeah, yeah yeah so when when how um uh when when you're navigating yeah um how do you know what like what how do you know what you're follow following mm. and and maybe I have another question is like, um, how do you, especially when, and I feel like this is, this comes up for me when I'm working for myself specifically, it's like, how do I stay with something that's so interesting to me? Because mm -hmm. if, if I'm already, this I've noticed, like if I'm already doing it, then it's easy because I'm already doing it. But sometimes I get into this place of like, oh, oh, how do I? Like maybe I should do something more important in life. No, no, I should stay with this. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed like if if I work for somebody and they say this is what you're working on, I go like yes, that's what I'm working on. But sometimes it's hard to tell that to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is maybe also uh, when like I think usually I for myself to 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 do that is to just give myself some limits or like some scores and mm. okay so decide a time to go into this exploration focusing on these points do it go into it do it go out of it talk about it like mm. if i'm doing it now for example with miko we did a lot of like yeah working with improvisation but with some set frames um so i think <clears throat> And how, how do you know what you're following? It's for me, it's always been this sensation or a feeling or extra sensation sensation, I think, inside that's that's beyond words. Like I can't I can't name it. Mm. But I know I know the feeling. Like I know I know how it yeah, I know it. And this is super tricky to talk about then when you mm. need to communicate in words. Um, but it's also trusting that throughout the years, this is how I work and this is what I have to follow. And it sometimes it feels like, but what am I really doing? Like, why is it like what? But there is something there that is not. Sometimes I think like, hmm, the day I can name it is the day I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, I don't, yeah. I mean, I really like that's really valuable for me to hear because I what I um what I resonate with is um this sensation of but I know it. Mm. And that that thing that I can say but I know it sets it apart from 
the things that I can't call that. Mm -hmm. And there's like a confidence that I, I, I noticed like in, in my, I don't know, like my chest or somewhere, there's like a calmness when I go like, oh, but if we're talking about that, I don't know how to talk about it, but I'm calm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And do you do you remember how you developed that? Um, I don't know what to call that. Like how 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 you developed the maybe like the confidence to to know it. How did you how did you meet it? How how did you how did you two meet? <laughs> um, I think first of all, I don't think that I'm confident enough in it mm. um, but we met a long time ago like even before I started being creative mm. like in my I think this there's this like I don't want to call it a gut feeling but there is like something relating to that maybe and it's like I know what is right and what is wrong for me mm. um, and I think that's what I always followed and that what that's what brought me places and then when I started to work with dance actually I I could use it as a tool and, or some kind of skill <laughs> but it was difficult because it it didn't feel as highly valued as other skills let's say but there was first when I when I was studying in, in, in Copenhagen uh, where they back in the days had this like the choreography line that I studied in uh, there was actually my mentor who was like, but you work through intuition, you should follow that. You know, and I'm like, I, I, I know. like she was like pep talking me. <laughs> uh, so that's what works for you. So you should go, I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I, it, it was hard because that education was very um, old school in the, in the, in the, understood in the way that we worked as an outside eye uh, employing dancers to make steps or this kind of, you know, like super old schools. That's, that made it difficult to then earn trust from people that don't really know you that well. It's like, can you, can you do it? Like, oh, it's like, it's wrong. <laughs> but, um, so it's been difficult, I think, to, to what do you say, to have confidence, you know? Confident, confidence, confidence, to, to feel confident in this. Uh, but I think with time, like the more things I do, I realize like, aha, that's when it, again, like coming back to this, like this is when it's also interesting for me to keep on because it, it feeds some kind of, hmm, some kind of something that's developing or like going, something pops up. Like you need to stay open to receive also. So it's not just like going in, but like also take, like, we're going out in. I, mm. Oh, it's difficult, this problem. <laughs> Super hard to talk about. Yeah, but I, I also feel like the, the thing that you're saying, I, I feel like I hear them. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but for example, this thing of, of, um, of you know, like you kind of spread your arms and you, it, it, you made you you made the move that I would that I would call like holding the space yeah. for hearing for listening. Uh -huh. hmm. 
And I, I noticed that like, it's almost like, especially when you're in a more traditional environment, it's almost um, counterproductive or no counterintuitive um, that you actually like, because to, to hear something, you kind of have to stop doing something. Mm -mm. And so the action is in the is in non-action so it's kind of like this passive action yeah that so many people so quickly kind of recognizes for its passive qualities not for its active qualities mm. Mm. um yeah and yeah so so to to even to see like like that let's call it like an intuitive move of like oh you know, I have to do this. I have to kind of hold some space to be able to hear. Is like, oh, yeah. That's I recognize. I I recognize having to learn to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And also, I think it's important to, like, I can never think myself to something. I have to do it and try it and and be there. Like, it's like sometimes you sit and you write these like stupid scores and have times. No, 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 and. Try to like think your way through what or think your way to <laughs> what's gonna be, but it's like not nah, stupid. Like, you have to go into it and yeah. try it and then go out of like this, this, like, like in and out, like double gaze somehow, like uh, inside, outside. Mm, but it's, but it's also like, how do you then, how do you then, uh, maybe not design, but how do you? This, this to speak about like holding a space, but then how do you even set the space, the setting or the like, yeah. That I think is super important also to help um, this way of feeling the feeling that you know when you're on the right track. <laughs> and when you say set the space, which space are you going? <laughs> Whatever working space you're working in, I think. Okay. It could be now, for example, I'm in my room which is also my working space, but could be studio, could be outdoors, could be kitchen, but what, wherever you then put the intention of like, okay, now I'm working. Yeah. Or if, the, or if the working comes to you, because sometimes that also happens that you're not prepared and your mind starts to wander and you're like, oh, wait a minute, there's a signal here. Mm. Now I need to just like unplug from everything because something is coming. If it's... <laughs> Uh, because sometimes you can also be like very pragmatic and like okay go into the studio work work but it's not it's not there it's happening but that's more for like having a routine and a practice and so on but then you stand in line to buy i don't know something mm. in a supermarket and it's like ding and mm. you have a message yeah. <laughs> from like out to in <laughs> or it just comes up somewhere yeah and this i think is very annoying because it, it means that you're constantly working and you can never shut up or shut off, you know, like you can't. I think it's, uh, I try more and more to be like, okay, either I accept it, that that's how I work, or I, or I stay, or I like, because it's, it's difficult to be on duty all the time. <laughs> but maybe that's the way of, if that's yeah. how I work, then maybe that's yeah. the way of, I don't know, it's, yeah, because I, the feeling of, of um, like, especially also for me now being at home, and I feel like one of the benefits of being able to also afford to stay home is that my mind is like a little bit like going into la-la land at odd moments. And sometimes I really feel like, no, but I don't want to work now. 
but then the feeling of letting a message pass mm. you know when i know that actually i'm only being stubborn because there's i think if i were under stress and if i would really have like a big to-do list and then the message would come and i really wouldn't be able to like process it i would in those moments i feel like i'm okay with saying like thanks for coming not me today like mm. go some somebody else will be able to take care of you <laughs> but now that it's just me then if i do that i really feel like why what am i insisting upon right now because i'm actually quite excited to be receiving things so mm -hmm. but it really i started thinking of unionizing i was like well but you know we have to unionize and we have to like um kind of make sure that we have rights and that we have that we have like social um that we have a place in society as artists mm. and then i feel like but i think i'm confusing like two orders um one is the recognition of the labor that you invest mm. but another is is your relationship to the i don't know I don't know how to call it because sometimes it feels very spiritual. Sometimes it feels like, oh, it's just nature and humans, like human capacities to imagine stuff. So it feels like very mundane. Um, but I realize that these two kind of ways of thinking about it sometimes, um, yeah, blur blur each other's boundaries. Um, and then it feels weird to make decisions for one of these orders with the values from the other, if that makes any sense. Mm. Uh, but then I go like, oh, when you're 50, you're gonna kind of <laughs> have a better grasp of these things. Hmm. <laughs> yes, it's, I really know where to go now, but it's something that, that I thought when you were speaking that for me, you're also someone who's like constantly living and breathing in the scene or the field, if mm. you can understand me. Like, I think for myself, I pop in and out uh, more like, okay, now I have something I need to do and then I try to do it. And sometimes it succeeds and other times it doesn't. And succeeding, I mean, like getting funding and actually doing it like a product. But then when I'm not doing that, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Am I done? Like, it's also quite recent. Like last year on this time, I was writing my thesis for my master yeah. and the art academy. And it's, it's strange to look back at like, whoa, wait a minute, a year? And so many things, like what, what? I can't make sense of anything right now. Like too many, too many strings to kind of braid together and to like, and then, and then now all this time to, try to figure things out, but still nothing is happening because everything is just put on hold, I feel like. Mm. Because I think, because that's also a super slow process that I think it's also annoying that it's so important. Uh, but part of me is like, ah, oh, but what difference does it make? Like for me, maybe not so much, but for the ones to come, maybe a lot or yes, a lot. So, so I was wondering, like, hmm, but now, now what? Now then, because it's so much like day to day kind of. Oh, 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, and also to be a little bit on the sideline to look in and like, okay, so <clears throat> people are organizing themselves and getting support and so on, but it's it's also only for the people who are already supported somehow. This issue, but yeah, the more support you get, the more support your life is get. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I swing in and out of that. Like, but who is it for, and yeah. how, and yeah. But that's maybe like another chapter of this business because you you mentioned it, and I yeah, and I feel also a bit guilty for not being more active than what mm. I should be, maybe. <laughs> Because I can, so why don't I? Like, well, what's stopping me from? Yeah. Well, I guess it's. I mean, for me, at least, one of the answers to this question of like, um, I mean, I sometimes think like really through the lens of like being a highly sensitive person and getting confused with everything that I can notice. Yeah. <laughs> often, often when when especially when things get official. <clears throat> I get so easily confused when I notice that I don't understand who is this for. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes I notice discrepancies between, you know, the type of language somebody uses when they say this is for artists. And then I go like, yeah, but I know that this means only some artists. Mm -hmm. um, because like recently what's been happening happening, I mean, I don't know too much about it, so I maybe shouldn't be speaking, but I heard stories about Swedish artists who don't have the support of Dan Saliansen, who don't have the support of um, maybe their choreographers, for example, so they don't have an Aliansen. Mm -hmm. And then because they have like uh, their businesses and they can't get Akasa, so they went, they I heard stories of like, oh, you, you kind of, one option is that you go bankrupt, you kind of put your business under, so that you could have some other kind of support um, like Akasa that is also made for people who are on stable contracts. So the moment you come as anything of a freelancer kind of thing, they're already like so confused. And, um, and just like hearing a lot, like snippets of these types of stories and feeling like, oh, like who who is which system for and why do I know so many people who end up having the experience of not belonging to any system? Mm. And and it's even worse than they belong, like sometimes they belong a little bit to an aspect of a system. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so then in my in my sense for action, I go like, well, who where how, wh where where do you even go with a with a piece of information that is crumbling in your hands as you're carrying it because mm. it's not stable. And then you need somebody who would be able to hear you out as you're speaking a crumbling thing. And then I look at like our our people who are our seniors, especially in the government, and like, oh bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And noticing also like, you know, what happens in Sweden, what happens in the States, what happens in Croatia right now. Oh my God, in the culture sector. Oh. I don't even think about it. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, I think you're super privileged. Uh, even if, yeah, it's, I, I shut down. Like I don't read the news anymore. I get, I get panic, like I can't take it. 
speaking of being highly sensitive <laughs> to personality is like so much the world yeah but damn i don't know but it's i think it maybe also goes back to this like how do you navigate because it's there's no i think when you're not when you're not in when you especially like you're not inside a specific system but you're like a little bit flirting with that corner over there or yeah like these two months i, I belong here but then i have not like then i don't because i'm that person so i'm <laughs> like how do i do <laughs> i don't know just swim with it i think it's always been it's been it's tough but it's the way i've chosen because i can mm. Because so far it's been working, but now I'm wondering, like, is it sustainable? Like, that's my question. Like, what? Like, soon I'm 30. I'm actually 31 and a half on Sunday. <laughs> I'm looking like almost 10 years of this zigzagging and hopping and skipping and jumping and belonging, not belonging, being, not being. Here, there. What the fuck? It's like, yeah, it's crazy. But when, you, when you look at the things that you made through the, in, in that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, I don't, this is a horrible question. I almost wanted to say, is it worth it? Ah. But that's not my question. It was like, it came up more like as a joke reflex. Okay. Um, no, I'm thinking more like, uh, like if you look back in terms of the the whirlpool of sustainability being like well but then you look at you look at kind of like through the storm and then you look at the works like do you what do you see hmm. what i see is more clarity and more uh, more knowing like less insecurity and more confident maybe confident hmm. Why do I always mix those words up? Uh, and also more patience uh, and respecting that things take time because this is something generally for me, like I'm, I'm always super impatient. If I know what I want, why can I have it today? <laughs> this kind of thing is like, yeah, but you plant the seed <laughs> and it needs, you know, I, yeah. So maybe that's what I that's what I see, and I see uh, a network of different like different contacts, some growing stronger and others still like staying a bit blurry or not sure, but it's still there. And as time passes, like many people drop out because it is a it is a hard field to work in. I think all this precariousness <laughs> and uncertainties about this and that. Uh, but some people, uh, for some reason, for, for yeah, various reasons, I guess, stay um, doing what they're doing. Um, and, and I see that, like I see the people staying, I think, uh, asking myself, like, I, am I one of those who stay? Like, just to be, for myself, I was like, even 35 and, and I'm still struggling the way I've been struggling. Uh, I should maybe not be one of those who stay. Uh, 
but recently things like when you also take a bit of a breather and you look back and I'm like, hmm, actually things are starting to happen in, in ways that I, I could never imagine. So it's, it's tricky mm. because in, in a way it's like, I cannot not do it. This is why I continue. But at times it's like, but I, it's, I'm done. Like it's too much. What is this life? Uh, so yeah and also at the same time like seeing looking looking back over my shoulder uh, I don't know I, I wanted to say like time is all we have but it feels like it's shrinking and it's like running through my fingers and I it's like I can't grasp it and every now and then there's like oh here's something but then it goes away and it's like no wait and always this <laughs> this feeling of not yeah not doing it what is the it that i want to be that i feel that i'm not doing yeah I, that's that's what i see a lot like but i'm not doing it i'm not doing it like telling myself this mm. while while i'm actually doing it mm. but it's still not it yeah What what is the difference between it and it? Oh, like how do you decide from green to blue? <laughs> or... Yeah. I mean, I guess like I guess there there is that story of like you're never at it, otherwise you would quit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is also another cliche. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, and it, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it recently because I, I, I don't know how I stumbled upon, oh, who was it? Something, there was uh, Freud and there was something that was not Freud. And the thing that was Freud was this working with a lack so that like a, a desire to do something has to do with a lack. And then the, the theory that was countering that said, why does it need to be a lack? Mm. It can still be a drive to, you know, and okay. So then the other obvious would be improvement to improve stuff, but I'm like, it doesn't have to be improvement either. It could be all like, it could be so many other things. Um, and, and for me, definitely I realized, um, what was I writing? I just wrote yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm so easy. I'm, I get happy so easily. I need so little um, that unless somebody, when I work with other people, unless they tell me what they need me to do for them, mm. I'll just go off and, you know, stare at whatever I want to be staring and studying whatever I want to be studying. Um, because I get quite easily like mesmerized by stuff. Um, <clears throat> but I, I got to that point because I have to, I'm hosting a group right now and I love hosting. And I really, a lot of my time is spent um, kind of looking at people, studying their practice. And then um, depending on my purpose, like depending on our relationship, um, I'm often, I don't like to, use the word help 
but I'm there kind of assisting and, and, and in a way helping people figure their stuff out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's called like assisting, sometimes it's called rehearsal directing, sometimes it's called actually just dancing, sometimes it's called teaching, sometimes it's called hosting. You know, there's, but I feel like that's the thing that I do. I, I attend to other people and I, I, I kind of encourage, support, unlock whatever needs to happen. Um, but why am I talking about this? Um, the lack. Yeah, the lack. And I feel like uh, for me, one, one alternative to needing a lack to continue working is actually meeting new people. And and learning about new topographies, learning new stories, new histories, new her stories, new them mm-hmm. stories, um, mm-hmm. and and noticing that that like similar parameters will have produced different presence, um, this different present tenses, like different things in in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many things to observe in that. Like every new person is is like a universe uh, of that that you can observe and learn something about. Um, and so this thing of like then looking at this this lack, it felt like su- such an archaic, patriarchic kind of like white white thought. It was such a white thought for me, white man thought mm-hmm. that, that you kind of that you need, ugh, like th- that you first need this like extreme contrast to have and not to have. And that you also, like there's like a kind of, there's a story of power in there as well. Like you have to, you you look out where there's nothing so that you can make stuff or find stuff or, so there's like a lot of capital in, the, in that type of thinking. Um, and a lot of like, personal kind of gain, like, so mm-hmm. I feel like oh, there's a, just such a murky story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the reason maybe that I'm telling this is because my second line of inquiry was was about motivation. Oh, wow. I was thinking the other day, I was like, why, when I consider like, oh, maybe I'm done and I'm tired and it gets a little bit exhausting, um, then I meet somebody old or somebody new. And I really, I mean, I, I I like meeting new people, but even more than meeting new people, I love long-term relationships where you get to meet the old person again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And finally, like re- investing in long-term relationships and rediscovering yourself and your people, um, mm-hmm. be them your friends or collaborators. Uh, it's just such a, I mean, I, you know, I'm very passionate about that. So I remember, I re- remind myself of those relationships and I just get so much joy and then I'm like what are you talking about not doing it you couldn't help yourself for a day like you'd be back here um, yeah. but yeah so I'm a little bit curious then I mean about motivation but I, before maybe that I do have a question about how you meet your collaborators how do you recognize mm. like what what draws you to people that you end up working with oh, wow good question actually because uh, I think for myself I've just uh, acknowledged that I work only through collaboration. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is where I feel that I'm working. Yeah. Because what you said also is about uh, what did you say? Like that you're. I like to look. I like to see it as like I, I'm. I'm. I'm mirroring 
like in relationship is like oh I learned so much about myself and it's not about like me myself and I but it is a little bit also mm-hmm. uh, so like through that friction that that can occur uh, when working with another person because usually I like to work with one other and then it's like it's like one and one makes three yeah. <laughs> the, the project yeah. the thingy mm. And how, what was the question? How I, how I meet them? No, what did you say? Yeah, how do you meet them? How do you recognize them? How do you end up working with them? Yeah, it can be really random. Uh, I think the ones so far that I would call my collaborators I've met uh, in schools or courses or workshops. Mm. Whereas like, okay, now we're naming that we are in a collaboration because now we have, now we take to this, because there's, okay, so you, so you, for me, my first one, I think was Robert that we studied together um, and it was super random. We got a, we got like an offer to make something for the Royal Library here in Denmark. They were going to have uh, lectures on mentorships between authors and they wanted to bring some body into the house of brains <laughs> so we were basically employed to like do whatever we wanted for a set amount of time and bring some body into it. <laughs> so we were looking at uh, I can't remember now which ones it was but it was Colin Blixen and some other like I can't remember now there was like six different authors and their mentors and yeah so that was like the starting point for that and I think when we were like okay there's money we need money we're students and this kind of fun also uh, task to be given so we just started playing and we realized that okay there's something that in the way you think that I can never think and this kind of cause this friction and and uh, I don't know when you're when you're working I think with someone and they can bring out that other nest that you can never find only in yourself I think that's interesting for me when it's like oh wait a minute no whoa, I've never even thought about that in that way so now but now because you're here and it, like you create something together I guess and and that's, I think, how we recognize that uh, let's continue, let's try to do more. And, and then we, then, yeah, we just did that. <laughs> uh, so that's like, and I think, hmm. And then someone else popped, like Miko popped up very randomly. He was studying in the MPP and I took this freestanding course. And it was funny because he looks like my brother. A brother that I never had really, or I have a brother, but he's not. <laughs> uh, and then we just, and then he asked me like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to work with me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So that was like uh, another dynamic developing between us, where, where again there was this like, "Hmm, okay, but okay, it can be like this. You can work like that." I had no clue because for the past seven years I've been doing this 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 and then it's like someone else proposes something differently and it's super interesting to follow that curiosity then 
then who, and I'm just like naming all my collaborators because it's easier. <laughs> because it's not it's not like one recipe for all of them. I think it's very. Um, and then it's, I randomly stumble into Elise Brewer now two weeks no two years ago, uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> like my time perception is. <laughs> no no, in a in a workshop here in Denmark. In the art academy, uh, it's like sounding bodies research project is uh, initiated by the the professor of sound uh, <clears throat> sound department in the art academy. And at the time, we both lived in Malmo, and I I never knew her before. I just saw her name here and there, and then and then we clicked somehow. It's like okay, but we're interested in the same things, and slowly, I think I was like, what do you do you wanna do we do something <laughs> like this kind of like asking someone for a play date <laughs> because we were in the frame of this uh was more like a workshop actually to explore what the sounding body is in a way and so we just started working and it was quite fun and very liberating and very like playful and again like in a, in a completely different way than than the other ones have been maybe in, engaging in projects yeah so yeah, so it, I think it is again this like, yeah, you meet someone and, and they, they vibrate with you maybe on like so, somewhere and you're like, hmm, there's something here that I would like to explore more. Like, do you want to? <laughs> and then if there's a yes, there's a, it's a match. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and as long as that match is uh, burning, <laughs> I think it's worth exploring, but it can also burn out. Mm. And yeah, needs to be put down. Uh, maybe to be taken up later. I don't know. But there's, yeah. So this, I, I enjoy this uh, a lot actually too. But those are like my closest ones. And then there's like other ones a bit more in, a, like on an arm length, arm length distance maybe. That that I like to work in like um, in constellations of like three or four more because. Yeah, more air. Uh, but that's a little bit uh, very present and ongoing, so it's difficult to talk about because there's nothing really like product to relate it to. And then I don't have the distance to realize what are we actually doing because we're still like swimming in this very like blurry water. Like, and this is also something you were a little bit a part of. Uh, I think you came to one session at COF, right? When I was there last year. I was trying to guide, yeah, so it's like still a bit like I'm trying to find new collaborators and old collaborators to, to unite on this platform and trying to <laughs> build with my bare hands, no, uh, together. Um, so it's, that's very, very vague, I would say. So it's difficult to, to articulate in words, yeah, is what I'm trying these days, but it's, nah. Did I answer the question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I, it's just, it's so really, really so nice to hear. Um, because it's, it's, I mean, I'm daydreaming about several things and, and uh, um, this, this, especially like, one of the things that I was daydreaming about is um, that, that really, like, I often compare, like my good experiences of collaborations 
like a collaboration that can hold a lot, like in terms of emotional um, 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 capacity, mm. is often often a collaboration that kind of fe- felt like falling in love. Yeah, it had this like it had like a moment of flirtation. It was maybe, I mean, some are like quick, and then they some are slow to develop. Some are quick to just like commit, and we go. Um, but still, there's this thing of like, there, there's, there's an in interest, and then there's time, and then with time, it like the first time a collaboration goes through a high and a low, you feel like if you if you come through a high and you come through a low, you're like, oh, we're in it for the for the long ride, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, those like you you you, I find also in my in my examples like. I look at the, the collaboration that were really successful or that are successful. Mm. And there's always those like, mm, mm. you know what it is, I guess, like it's that type of, that type of, uh, I mean, like I think like the most precious thing that, that can happen between two people when two people both recognize the desire to be with the other person mm-hmm. independent of the other person's desire. So there's no essentially there's no emotional blackmail. Like I'm not in it to, you know, nobody has the upper hand. Like both are actually interested. And I think then to be interested for your own sake, yeah, is really important because then you are like it gives you some kind of an emotional ground, an emotional standing. And I think like also intellectually and mm. and physically, like yeah, I think there's something in that of of uh that's that I that I definitely see also in romantic relationships. Like if a romantic relationship has that type of ground, mm. I mean, like then even if if you've survived the breakup, often even the breakup is somehow in all its like horror. Mm. Like both of you kind of end up being healthy. Like it, it, you know, you find a way through that experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah and then because then also i find you have you actually have the potential of of maybe you know coming back together again mm. because this thing i'm reading now i'm reading uh, this amazing book meeting the universe halfway i've been reading it for two years because books that i really like takes me a really long time to read uh-huh. and i stumbled upon the, it's like this, this there's a there's a there's a segment about about um time in terms of like history and future and the fact that no no past is ever sealed in the past Mm. actually every past is negotiable and so and so i but i still felt like well sometimes in an emotional relationship you really sealed something in the past and sometimes Mm -hmm. you really need to seal it in the past yeah, but whenever you're like whenever you're flirting with with long-term relationships I always feel like how do you go through an experience so that it is not sealed mm. so that even like you know you could survive the most horrible I'm done and who knows in 50 years you maybe find like I have three more days to invest in this and it now it makes all the sense mm. um, but I needed 50 years to go to like complete some kind of process, who knows? Mm. 
oh it makes my like ah, it makes my stomach like uh, turn a bit because i just like when you when when you talk about the romantic relationships and 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 compared to like it's like it's so true and it's <laughs> and it, but it's this is not it's like it's same but different of course yeah but it's uh yeah yes okay nice nice one i yeah i can't it's too it's too close to just i just also like but what do you mean you don't want like yeah i want to but i but i can't see it. it's like what do you mean you can't see it like you haven't tried like we have to try like to figure out it's like no no because i recognize the patterns and i'm like no but it's not the same yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> space yeah. this kind of and you're so fucking stubborn or i know i am and i am naive and i just go into it like whatever i do like yeah work relationships, love relationships, just throw myself in there like, hello, uh, let's figure it out. Yeah, I'm a thunderstorm, but then it's the thing we are actually doing that's interesting. But then, yeah, everyone is not agreeing on this. Yeah. <laughs> Until <laughs> maybe they, I don't know, Jesus yeah. God. No. I mean, sometimes I feel like because I, I do that a lot too, that I just, I go like, oh, you can jump there. Okay, bye. <laughs> I've, I've already yeah. jumped. But I also had like, I realized like I was lucky and I had good experiences, even though I also had horrible experiences. Mm. And and being 31 also, I'm just, I, I, I turned 31 in February, so I'm just a little bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> being 31 and still being told like, oh, Polly, you're so naive. Uh, but the, the also recognizing that the one thing that I now know about my naivete that I didn't know when I was in my early 20s, for example, and felt like that to be told that you're naive was the worst like thing you could be told. I always thought it's a strength, though. Yeah, well, I yes, me too, but I never knew how to talk about it. I would kind of, I would hear it, feel shy and devastated, but do it my way anyway because I couldn't help myself because being naive, right? Mm-hmm. but now I go like and I re- recognize that like oh I actually like that that the joy that comes with naivety and and clear-sightedness that comes with it mm. the willingness to commit are great qualities and uh, and I also feel like this thing of um, you know learn, stu- studying yourself by studying other people or meeting other people or engaging with other people mm. For me, it's this thing about subjectivity. I feel like we will always be subjective, but what we can do is study the way in which we are subjective. You know, rather than say like, oh, there is such a thing in objectivity, and then we create like a suspended kind of artificial cage, I mean, not maybe cage, but some kind of plinth or pedestal or something for this objectivity. Uh, but I feel like no, actually, subjectivity—that's what's happening. Mm. But you can study it. You can learn so much about the way in which you're subjective, and mm. uh, and then, you know, actually, I feel like build your own strength. I find that's how that happens. Now, this is a fresh theory. I don't know if I'm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but wait, I had one more one more question. Yeah. Because recently, also, I've been. I've been, I'm, I'm, um, for the first time, really committing to writing a project grant. Mm. And I feel like I'm managing to put things in words. Um, 
that took quite a while to put in words. And I, so I was like, I keep kept coming back to this title and I go like, well, but this title is a little bit of, like I, I used it before. So can I actually use it again? And why would they use the same title? And then I went back, I found like some of the earliest writing about that, like around that title. And I realized like, oh my fucking God, it's the same project. Yeah. And this project, like I've had this experience before, but never like, uh, I never measured it against writing an actual grant proposal. And I realized like, fuck, the first time I wrote this down and kind of had an idea of an outline was five years ago. Mm. And I already got a bunch of money, like like two travel grants, I think, and, and one residency um, for like under the guise of this research, um, which I didn't know was actually the money that I got under the guise of this research until the other day. I just didn't connect it. Oh. Now that I did, and now that I also felt like, oh, uh, because when I look at the chronology of the of of the research, I go like, oh, I started something, it went one way. I started something else, it went another way. I had no idea what these things were in real time. I did them, and they produced some nice byproducts, and those were celebrated when they were made. But now I look at them, and now I see these like strands kind of weaving in together, and. And I almost like my first reaction that was to that was like, fuck, can I even ask for more money for this? Mm. Um, and then I remembered like, well, you know, there are people who get millions and millions. You kind of got like a couple of thousands. I think you can ask for a little bit more money, especially when find, like you now are standing somewhere where things are starting to make sense. And yet I feel like I'm at the beginning of this research in terms of like it becoming... Some kind of like a shared collaborative project that develops a practice and studies a parameter. And, but so my question from that is what is your experience of, of like taking a long time, working intuitively, and then having to write a project? Because so many times I also feel like, well, blah, I write something down and I'm never lying. But I, I often cannot tell like which part exactly am I studying of like of a bigger picture. Um, and so it used to create a lot of problems. Now I feel like I'm, I'm kind of getting, uh, I'm, I'm developing some kind of strategies, but I'm still feeling like when I look at how people usually do it, I go like, I don't know, I can't, I, I'm not an inventor, I can't sit down and just like invent projects every year. I'm also not interested in that. Mm. But these types of long-term studies don't really follow the ordinary rules of like apply for research, make a work, tour it, start a new one. Yeah. So I just wonder like how how do you how does like writing and writing grants and planning projects work for you in this collaborative relationship, intuitive place? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um hmm. well i think it it has been super frustrating <laughs> to to try to verbalize something that is not ready to be put in words yet 
uh, and trying to make sense out of something. I remember the first time me and Robert, like after working for, I don't know, four or five years, uh, we received our first little funding from Malmestad. And we did this because there was this like um, producer who we had 10 hours together with her and she read our application. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? It's so clear. Like for us, it was so clear because we've been in swimming in this. She's like, no, 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 this is not how you do it. This is not a poetry competition. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, like I'm going to the text and try to make, you know, it's like, no, it's not about that. You need to paint pictures in their heads so they can see that you have enough like knowledge to actually carry out the project that's going to become like I'm like aha uh -huh. so that really clicked something in my head that it's not about how you write or what you write about like artistically but it's more getting more square I think and that was super boring and I got so disappointed because I want to write the way I want to write about something that <laughs> is close to my heart uh, so that's that's like one one thing that I realized, like, okay, I have to shift something in, in the way. Uh, but that being said, um, then, uh, what more? Like, it's, I think, I thought maybe that, hmm, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought maybe that, it, I think it depends on also where you are. Mm, like, who is going to read this? Is it Konstantinamden? Their, their fluffiness is a bit more accepted. Is it like Region Skåne or Malmöstad? Fluffiness is a no-go. And Kur, I haven't even tried because I'm so scared. To, uh, I'm scared of the application. I'm like, oh, I freak out and I just close it. And then I was like, no, come on, do it. Like, I'm like, no, 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 I can't do it. It's too much. Like, I get anxious. And also, I feel it's like I don't have the courage maybe to even try because I will for sure fail. Uh, and then it's easier not to, like, that's, that's the easy way out. And I don't like that so much to, to admit. But it's also, it feels like, no, but I don't have enough. And it's not. No, what's the point to spend so many hours in front of this stupid computer and try to articulate something that's not ready yet? Which is super nice to hear that you have a five-year thing going on. Because I also do that every now and then. I go back to my old scribbles and I'm like, ah, still yeah. interested in that? Still? <laughs> then you pick a little bit here and there and then it's like, actually now, maybe I have enough experience to write something that's uh, easy to understand. Because when you're in the middle of it, it's not... It's not, it's just poetry and this can be beautiful and you can feel something, but it's not clear. And I think that's, that's maybe what I, uh, what I see also now after. Elisa has been an amazing uh, collaborator in this way because also I think it helped us to be found a theme like, okay, now we're working with folk tales and how bodies and literature can, literature can uh, work together and explore that kind of thing and uh, and I think it's also like this like catchy one-liners is it, they hurt but they're good <laughs> uh, and and really this like okay paint a picture inside of the other person's head like cut it out in yeah. cut it out uh, and like edit 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 until it's so dry and so boring 
that you don't even want to read it yourself. Mm-hmm. It, this has been like my strategies, and but it takes time, and it's yeah. ugh, like this ping pong also to someone who's not related to the arts. Like sometimes I use my mom, who is not at all uh, into the arts, and I'm like, do you understand what I'm saying here? She's like, no. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but I don't know, Paul. It's. But wait. So I have a question. Does that mean that you are? So you are doing most of your own writing. Yeah, I'm doing other everybody like if someone else is writing for me. Yeah. No, never. Oh, no, you do. No. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that that was an option. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> also the question of like being able to afford it, but also like finding somebody who can. I find like with writing also trust. Oh, very hard. Uh, yeah, true. No, but I know it exists. I tried one time to ask someone if they could help me, but then they were too busy. Yeah. Uh, but I think I also wouldn't trust because mm. it would be packaged in a way that I would not feel comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that helped me just in, like technically with writing is thinking about genre. And when I when I really started enjoying writing applications, is when it was when I started thinking. I was like, what what genres do people actually have like more experience reading? Like if I generalize, oh, it's fiction. It's like storytelling. So I started writing my applications as essentially as stories. Well, and then I thought like, well, that's great because that I can stand behind. And I'm like looking for like what language even sometimes the greatest game is what can I make? how can I write it so that it sounds like I know what I'm talking about? Mm. But yeah. actually it's like, but, but the content itself is, is actually poetic. Um, because, and I usually use this strategy when, I, when I'm like in a place where I need the money, but I'm not ready to talk about what I'm, talk, what I need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even as you were speaking, I was thinking, um, like since 2010 years, since 2010, uh, I think I, I made three works of like that I would say like these are the three practices. Mm-hmm. And this, the fourth one has been like popping up several times, but I feel like now we're actually starting to approach it. But now ten, the first two ones I made because the first one I was in, that was in school both times. Mm-hmm. So I had a context that said like, oh, here's some resources, go do it. And the third one, no, the second one also got a residency and then which was given to me. And the third one also was given to me, like resources were given to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't get them. And I, so I often, I, I first realized that like, oh, I'm actually, like most of the work that I made that I actually believe in I yeah. made because somebody gave me a chance mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to give it to, give it to myself. Um, so these are the collaborations that I initiated, mm-hmm. uh, which of course is different from being employed, like even with a close collaborator, but when they are the ones to bring in the money, you know, I'm like, Oh, great. Good for me. And it's also another, another gift, but only in the last year have I actually begun uh, understanding things in a way that I can even start beginning to write about my first 
like the practice that was made in 2010, 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. But that's uh, good. Yeah, but in terms of like now, and I think like how would I have done it otherwise if I would have had to write a grant 10 years ago? I mean, maybe I would have succeeded, but not in the way that I would believe in it. And I realized for me, that's so important that I can actually believe, like I can stand behind it yeah. at the level of belief. Mm -hmm. And that I think comes also with experiencing the experience <laughs> say. like yeah. there's something but i was wondering you just got curious sorry to interrupt you uh the when you talk about this you did 10 years ago you did write something about it right or no you just worked without writing i mean i just reread some things that i wrote but it's really yeah you know yeah it because my first understanding of that work was really rudimentary. I don't know what that it word means. came from like such simple, I mean, like it came from, I mean, it was very, I feel like in the school that I was in, it makes all the sense that that was how I was thinking. Uh -huh. But it was very like uh, abstract conceptual art. You know, one, one notion versus another notion, they are kind of opposites and they create a little bit of tension and three more smart sentences towards like a nod towards relevant mm -hmm. writers and that was that really when I read it and it's um, and I learned the most for example from um, having invented really long titles that nobody could ever reproduce correctly. I know I love them <laughs> <laughs> I remember stumbling upon them and like hmm I like this yeah I had this idea that like every next practice would be the next sentence in the story. So That's that great. like over over the years and years and years, they would like all the titles together would actually tell the story. Uh -huh. But I could like not once were this practice, like were the titles spelled correctly. And then people started talking about the sun practice and the moon practice. And I was like, okay, I hear you. I accept. <laughs> but this is interesting also what you said when things were given to you. Yeah. Uh, I've also experienced myself like if I sit back and relax a bit more, things come. Mm. Like I have always been like bulldozing my way to like <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. I'm so or like a goal oriented, I guess one would say in like more <laughs> other languages, but like but then I got confused a bit also with because when you write applications also you get rejections a lot a lot a lot until you learn maybe aha this is what is needed because maybe it worked one time and then you start to develop that uh, or you're just lucky it's I was also working one time um, with another choreographer uh, maybe more as her assistant and like producer kind of and she was like well Sometimes it's as if people are standing in line and then this is your turn now. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then it's, and then you're in the, like, so you just have to be patient and wait. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait. <laughs> but it's actually a little bit true in a way. Yeah. But sometimes it's super random who, who receives funding to, to actually get paid for working. Because I think also another thing that has to be also acknowledged is that people keep on working even if they're, not paid and also even if they're paid like now for example i'm in the first uh i have a lot of support from the and and i'm like wow 
it's amazing to be able to pay yourself for the work but it, that also should also cover like all the <laughs> like how do you smear it out and in the end it's like no it's not a lot of money but it's it's it is money so it's like don't whine about it <laughs> uh, and I don't I'm, I'm more shocked like how, like and then comes pressure also right because then you then it's like okay I'm going to show you that I'm worthy, like this kind of stupid. So in a way, sometimes I'm like, when I started, when I just graduated from, yeah, from the BA in 2011, I was like, no, my art babies will never be the ones that I will earn money from. I will make them. I will keep producing or reproducing the babies. Uh, but I will have a money-making job. And that was also a way to protect myself maybe from like, really getting into this business of what you said, like, uh, uh, yeah, like applying for research, making a product, moving on, because then I could keep on exploring a little bit, blah, 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 maybe not going in. But I feel direction. like that's so important because, like, to talk about, because I've, I feel like still probably, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like this is true. More artists in general in the world have a job mm. and then make art mm. and then maybe become like self-sustainable as artists like later in life I imagine mm. um, and and it's really like mostly Europe that we have like a stable kind of granting system and then some of us get out of school and manage to get resources immediately some a little bit later in life and other 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 ones of us find other ways to survive as professionals mm. and then we are dealing with but we are then dealing with different types of expectations I guess than somebody who is more independent in terms of like having a job and then making their art mm. but I do like I, because whenever I talk to people from the states for example I get reminded of just like what what other strategies exist once you don't have the kind of institutionalized uh, structural support mm. that we so much like also complain about because the support isn't perfect and doesn't really support everyone. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like there's, yeah, there's more to that story than, than only like the, the binary kind of either you have or not. And I feel like mm. what, what means a lot to me is to be reminded of that indeed there's there is this thing of standing in line and mm. or it feels like that and it's also not just standing you're also right like you're constantly writing in mm -hmm. like, so it's like so much labor and you're, I guess on the one hand you're practicing yeah and then in terms of this like falling in love you're also familiarizing yourself with the institution and they are becoming familiar familiar with you and so it's all this like flirtations and testing things out which <laughs> when told like that I also feel like there's that's great that we are kind of also working on, I guess, maybe like building another type of relationship so that once you get money, there's there's already something underlying your relationship, but not only the money. Mm. Because sometimes I feel like, especially with I didn't I didn't really apply for other, I didn't develop relationships, let's say like this, with other institutions yet. <laughs> mm. But I feel like in Konstantin there is a little bit more. I feel like the institution does kind of at least are, is interested in building a sense of how you work as an artist. Mm. 
Mm. Not that they can say like, oh, now that we know you, we can support you because they don't have that, those types of resources. But there is a sense of like, it's not just the application. It's not just the report. It's not just the thing that you make or not make. Yeah. And I wonder, is it because there is a lineage of artists who have been relating to this institution who make all sorts of things and so much of the things they make is immaterial mm. and doesn't quite fit in language and doesn't quite fit in a photograph and doesn't quite fit in a film, etc. Yeah, so I sometimes feel like, oh, there's where where are those histories of also artists who have been contributing to a system and who have been like asking the system to send to become a little bit more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 There's something about, but it's I mean, like when you're also 22 and you want money, it's just like <laughs> I'm on top of the world. Yeah, like it's hard to then be like, oh no, but like in eight years I might get some thousands and it's important that I keep writing and here are my ancestors. It's just like, it's hard to think about Mm -hmm. time as something that's passing and not just Mm -hmm. time as what's happening to you right now when you have to pay a rent. Yep. (laughs) I was thinking something when you said something, what was I thinking about writing i think that it's also uh, in relation to all of this like you said like yeah flirting and building relationship like it's it's so much more when you're self-producing as a as an artist (laughs) it's so much more than just the writing but that is and sometimes i'm like but like how many different what do you say like how many different hats should i be able to (laughs) wear (laughs) like shape-shifting constantly yeah. but i yeah like so, double-sided wardrobes only hats <laughs> <laughs> no no wardrobe i'm just playing around hats everywhere yeah 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 yeah. like for these hours i need these hats okay mm-hmm. then i'm done with that now next then it's so much work that like I, sometimes i get a bit overwhelmed also how much work it is for doing what yeah. again coming back to that like the motivation maybe or i cannot not do it part mm-hmm. like also now meeting people who are not related to the dance or art field at all it's like they don't understand they're like oh okay some some kind of abstract thing it's like no actually you know how much like physical <laughs> hard work and emotional and all other aspects of work uh, is needed for that thing that you just experienced. Like you don't, you have no clue. Like how can I even start? Where do I start? Like it's, I, and I think only people who do it understand. And maybe also what you say, like the support institutions, of course they understand, but also I think that they don't because they haven't made, maybe some of them have, but most of them maybe haven't even tried to produce own things like and then i had i'm getting now i'm getting really lost (laughs) you're getting me there (laughs) sorry maybe moving on back to the um, to what yeah but it's it's still with this like hmm the long time and how to write a project and this that i don't 
I'm not, I'm not super clear, I think, mm-hmm. but I, and yeah, and then some, something that I was always very annoyed with was when people were like, yeah, but you're so young, like, you know, this kind of, but now it's like, I'm actually not that young anymore, yeah. but I think I would still count as this like young emerging artist. Yeah. Going back maybe to this talent thing which we didn't really touch upon. And it was funny that you said, because it's been like kind of a thing here now when uh, in Denmark, apparently it's like talent is uh, a big thing in the arts. I haven't encountered it so much in Sweden, mm. I think. Uh, and now when I'm back here, moved my base back here, I start to like, hmm, how do I play this game? Oh, yeah. Because I'm a plankton in this in this in this big sea of you know like fish and, and whales and tal- I'm a talented plankton <laughs> give me some seaweed <laughs> no i don't know but yeah maybe- i mean i also feel like this thing of being a young talent and then like the next thing is like oh now you're now you're a, a mid-career um and and especially like being a woman in this society like mid-career artist female i'm sure that like how many are actually scoring high on the how much support you've given it's just like like all these all these age gaps that i feel like are totally absurd mm. especially when you exactly see them not work when you go like that person is 48 how can they be an emerging artist they've had a career of 25 years yeah yeah especially new talent when it's and I, I think a lot of I mean for me new talent is like a little bit the reference is the UK I feel like the UK loves to like mm-hmm. talk about yeah. new talent yes um but I don't know I also when I read Croatian newspapers often if there's there if there's the a, a new talent on the horizon mm-hmm. like the the media loves that kind of phrase um, and every new talent is like the best new talent we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have like two, three a year. I'm like, how? Like this, it just like, it's not that. I... <laughs> it's a little bit to go into it because it's like, okay, you have a talent, but what do you do with it? Because it's, I mean, I come from elite sports as a very, like, yeah, did elite gymnastics as a kid. And there was like, everyone was talented or else they would never uh invest <laughs> in us but it's 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 hard work that's like it's like blood sweat and tears <laughs> a lot of tears yeah. uh, and the talent is is like teeny tiny <laughs> in relation to all the labor you have to so it's also just stupid but it's easy and it's breezy and it's cover girl i think maybe that's yeah 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 exactly cover girl <laughs> yeah because i feel like also uh, every, I feel like every, what, what's, I don't know how this like new talent relates to also networking mm. because it's so much about like also not just being able to network, but also belonging to a network. And I feel like there are consequences to that and consequences of networking are so tiring. I'm horrible at networking. And now I'm like, recently I was like, just admit it. You hate it. You want to be a hermit. And <laughs> you want to just... <laughs> make yourself in a and i don't have a problem with performing i feel like those are different things mm. being in front of people as a dancer as a performer as a speaker when i'm working on something that i believe in i have i'm not shy i don't have like anxiety 
just like I want to be out there every day. Mm-hmm. But networking, I would rather die. Like that type of performing, trying to convince somebody of, oh, oh uh, yeah, it's a weird I, type of role playing. Yeah, because that's where I panic, get insecure, like exhibit all sorts of behaviors that I go like, what's going on, Paola? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just talk to the person. No. And I find it so, it's it's quite complex, that thing. And, and then when I see talent being so important still to people, I go like, yeah, like, I feel like that we're, there's so much lost in, in developing. Okay. Mm. And I say this a little bit, like backtracking when you were talking about, uh, you mentioned sensitivity in a certain way. And I felt like, oh, the other day, I was dreaming about education that happens between the age of like five, six, and 10, four, and 10. And I was like, why did nobody ever in, at that age taught me about emotions? Like in school, we didn't, we didn't learn about being sensitive, about uh, exp- having an experience, about processing cessation, about you know anything like noticing that your heart rate heart rate has gone up like that there's things you can do about that like noticing that your blood pressure is changing that your glandular activity is like changing that your breathing is like simple maybe glands are like a little bit extreme but breathing like simple things that there's that there's ways to influence them and there's ways to process them reacting emotionally for example getting angry like we nobody ever taught us that there's that there's a time and a process to an emotional reaction mm. and that you don't have to act only on the first upsurge of an emotion um but also not like in a way that let's not feel ourselves you know but rather like yeah you can feel an emotion you can process it but that's doesn't mean that you have to react in its time. You can choose any time to react. Mm. <laughs> react later. So then you can get into time, like how quickly or slowly do you choose to react? And I feel like we are not really talking about, especially not to children in schools, about being able to choose time. Mm. Uh, I feel like most of us are kind of asked to learn how to chase somebody else's time or sense of time. And, and then when I feel like with talent, I get to that a little bit. I was like, oh, I miss, I miss, like, especially when I look at like what's out in the media or like some of these institutions, how they describe their artists on their websites. <laughs> I feel like, oh, we miss, we, I'm, I miss, so I miss nuance and I miss kind of complexity and po- poetry in all mm. of that. Um, and so, like, I don't even want, like, if, if it takes talent to be supported, <laughs> sign me off. <laughs> Cut me out. I'll find another way. Like, those are not the values that I want to be associated with. Mm. Um, and there are consequences that I feel like some people, I, don't, I really, I was, I started to wonder recently, like, do I even, do some people even think of me as an artist or do they think, you know, I started wondering, like, do I do I score on the scale of artists? Because there are so many perform perf- performatives 
that I don't like to engage in as an artist, like, like networking, for example. What else would you be? What else would people think about? I don't know. I really wonder. I really, really don't know. I think of you as an artist, for sure. And I think it's not about what you do, but how you, like, how you, how you, can I say how you are now in a minute? How you, like, it's not, not yeah, it's, it's in, it's in the, it's in the way of yeah. how yeah. the being and, because it's, but this also, because before I was like, but who, who, who is, who, <laughs> who, uh, who tells you like okay you're a talent like who has this what is this even like what it, what does it what does it mean and why who are you to tell me or someone else that they have like for, like what this is super strange because for me it belongs to it doesn't belong to the arts at all uh, and also in the sports I'm, I'm i'm also questioning like but what but okay so so what like i i this is really annoying word i think that's been haunting me for yeah. but um because i've been told that and it's like but, yeah. but, and, and so what like it doesn't matter it's yeah. something you need to say maybe to place me somewhere uh to put me in a, in a specific category of something and keep me there and not see me develop other yeah. skills or going other places yeah. i think it's super lazy because like yeah going back to this like maybe or no i don't know but it's like it's more it's so much more and with time you can we can see that uh, but it's it's about snapshots or uh, it has to be quick uh, have to know now or yeah I, yeah, blah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's but i feel like you're pointing a finger on something really interesting which is this thing of 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 being already able, you know? Mm. And I feel like often when talent is given, it's given to somebody who is already, for whatever reason, mm. able to do something. And then talent is taken away when maybe somebody who has been able has changed their mind or like decided to be interested in something else. And now they don't really, they're not as quick, as quick anymore, quote unquote. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, and then we can take talent away, which I think is even worse than giving it to somebody. That's super strange. Yeah. What, I, I, which also, like, I find like it's, when I start thinking about time in that way, then I go like, well, if it's really about somebody already being able, that tells me that potentially everybody can get there but maybe somebody will take a month and somebody take 10 years mm. so why not give people that chance to take their time mm. and then i feel like this is one of the most violent things it's like oh if we set the standard on who is already there it's such a random way of selecting and i'm really talking like on on a, on a you know, at the level of union or government or, <laughs> or, or the media, you know, it's like, oh, we, we are ready to recognize those who have already succeeded and put those who are trying in their place because they're still trying. Mm -hmm. And if you're not even interested, you're just like out. We have nothing for you. 
And I and I especially, I mean, in the, and now I feel like I speak as an educator when I see that happen in an education place where mm. talent is given, and I'm like, so you're actively now making people who are only getting there feel gross, and also you you are totally ignoring people who already moved on and are looking for other things in their life, mm. and it you're you're creating this like hierarchy that is absolutely uninteresting yeah um because it it's kind of like denies the one thing that i feel like dancing specifically is about which is the process mm-hmm. uh, of just like i feel like these days i feel like can we finish sorry because i feel like now's our time to finish up yeah. i want to finish up on the note of sorry defining dancing <laughs> what <laughs> no no mom is way defining dancing that's a joke but I, a joke. Like, okay well i don't understand humor so <laughs> <laughs> i just i say this also to like make fun of myself but i was gonna um the thing that i was gonna say is that i feel like the the one one way of uh, that i'm relating to dancing these days is like what is dancing compared to other things that i did in my life is that it's learning how to live with my body actually mm-hmm. um because dancing in 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 the in the kind of like aesthetic value it's what my body looks like but for me i you know it's so much about how i negotiate everything else that is happening with my body in relation to what it looks like if i'm in that place uh as a performer and if not then if i don't have to worry about what it looks like there's even more options in terms of what i could be doing as dancing um It's now I'm suddenly aware not to start a new topic, but <laughs> this thing of your swimming between visual arts and and the world of dance and choreography. How how did that come about? Like, why, why, what, how, where, where? What does it satisfy? What does being like? What does juggling these two realms satisfy for you? Hmm. Well. I think when I first did my BA, uh, I I had a feeling that it was not enough. Like I needed, I needed inspiration from somewhere else than the dance bubble. Uh, in order to, yeah, go places with the the choreography stuff I was <laughs> doing. Um, I was never really inspired by dance. The dance I was in uh, at that time was in Copenhagen. <laughs> uh, then late, like also moved quickly back to Stockholm after finishing, and but still it was like it was not. Mm-mm. So then I like then I turned my head, <laughs> and I don't know if it's like I was always super fascinated by these signs uh, in the museums or art galleries where they state like title, artist, material, and year. Like this like information for me, I could just look at it and like, that's amazing. Like I, 
like so many things come into my head when I just look at this. And then, okay, so you choose to do that. I would not, but it doesn't matter because I'm not a, an artist that makes stuff. Like I make immaterial things and experiences. <laughs> uh, but so that was like the first, I think, but I didn't really, I didn't trust that that was en enough, I think. And randomly, I, I, I think, what was it now? I think I was, I was in London and my friend sent me like, hey, you should go to this audition for Tino Segal. And I was like, okay, no idea who that is. Going, getting a job and finding myself running around inside of Tate's Modern <laughs> for many months. Uh, and like, aha, this is also something where you can like combine in a way like choreography movement, but you're still in another bubble. And from there, like again, speaking about network and then working with, or like, Maybe this is also like, so when I work for others, I usually work for visual artists or people who are presenting their works in the visual art context, uh, field, uh, bubble. Mm. So that's also, yeah, I don't know, it's, but I myself could never, I think, make, like it's it's not enough so then it's like where i go back to dance <laughs> in choreography mm -hmm. so it's like the two worlds for me they they make this kind of i also don't really like the word but hybrid kind of practice maybe <laughs> or uh way to work like oscillating between those two and taking oh it feels so cheesy and so like do i really want to say this but like the best of two worlds in a way for me like at the moment but then recently also sound introduced itself and then with sound came listening. So now I'm very confused, but now looking back, like, okay, so there was something there that triggered my interest and my curiosity. And I come from this, there's something with the body. I've always been super much in the body and then finding like poco a poco, <laughs> finding, finding a path or following, like navigating through that intuition. But it's, uh, it's for me also being someone who has a hard time to belong somewhere. Like I don't feel like I belong to the dance. I don't feel like I belong to the arts. Like I belong, I belong in between, <laughs> in the gray zone. Uh, and I, yeah. And that's, that's difficult, I think. Uh, not only for me, but for others also. Like, but what, what actually are you then doing? Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but then also just on that note, um, uh, I think I was super lucky to be accepted to the, it's the art academy in Malmö because I don't think it's easy for someone coming from another field to actually, like, I think it's similar with doc or any other like dance, like why would they accept someone from another field because you're not part of the family tree. Um, but that gave me a lot of distance to dance and theater. And I even I even said to myself like I belong in the in the in the, in the like uh, in the magic that you can create in the theater that you cannot create anywhere else. And I like that specific time like shared time space. I never really understood that that's at the moment maybe where I'm like aha. But there's something really interesting there because maybe before I took it for granted, and now in the white like in the yeah, white cube it's it's not it's not the same 
you can't uh, make enough fiction, I think. So there's something with like maybe that also that it has a lot of possibilities to create other realities. But then the visual arts kind of, it's like, is what it is. This is what it is, so naked and so raw and so like, yeah. I mean, I don't know really what I'm saying now. <laughs> you always have this effect on me. I'm like, I go somewhere and then I start and like, no, this feels stupid. And I go with it. It's like, okay, that's even more stupid. Like painted myself into something. I'm like, okay, I'm going to step out now. My footprint. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, wow. I mean... <laughs> I I would I think this is a really nice place to start. Uh, stop. <laughs> I, also, I, also, I also feel like if I would say one more thing, I would start a whole other conversation because I would really want to talk about the space of the theater and the space of the gallery. Mm, yeah, um, we can go on, I think, forever with this, but yeah. it's, it's been also a long time, no? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should... Uh, maybe we should uh, uh, meet again in a couple of months and just because I've been thinking about like eventually starting like uh not always a new conversation but starting a, a continuing conversation yeah that would be cool that would be a very nice um yeah. in terms of like long-term relationships and and getting lost in conversations it would be a nice thing to explore mm -hmm. so maybe next time we can start with the space of the theater yeah, I've been recently I've been thinking a lot about like how the how the theater hasn't been rethought as a space architecturally for so long. Mm. So it's so refreshing to hear somebody say like, oh, but there's something in that space that can really like yeah. happen there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so no, let's not start. We don't start, we stop and then we continue another time. Right. <laughs> thank well, thank you. Well, thank you. So so much joy. Okay.